Hey, let's talk Gillette. The Gillette City Council has voted to accept the bid to build the new city pool, which should be ready for the public by summer of 2025. But while we wait for our new city pool, let's take a deeper dive into the history of the previous city pools. Did you know there's been a city pool on that spot, more or less, since 1935? Which means that by the time the new pool is ready, it will actually be the 90th anniversary of the city pool. But plans for the city pool started a little earlier than that. At a meeting of the Lions Club in 1933, they discussed four possible public works projects to consider for future support for the improvement of the city of Gillette. A swimming pool, a new post office building, a public recreation center, and a city sewage disposal system. Of course, we eventually got all of those things. Now, me, if I was deciding on which project to recommend, I'd have gone for the sewage disposal system first. But it seems like they actually were considering the swimming pool most seriously, if not unanimously. According to the September 14, 1933 news record, Mayor W.D. McGrew cautioned the committee and the Lions Club to give the swimming pool much careful thought before proceeding to recommend its establishment, saying that he did not believe that any undue strain should be placed on the city water system at the present time. Concerns about the water supply weren't unfounded. By the time it was built in 1935, the opening of the new first city pool had to be delayed to preserve the city's water supply. Here's what the news record had to say about the delay, shortly before the pool opened. When will the new swimming pool be ready? Is a question which is heard at very frequent intervals in Gillette these days. According to City Light and Water Superintendent J.E. Jennings, while the pool is practically completed and could be used for swimming at any time, the fact that rain has been scarce during the last few weeks has meant that the city pumps have had to operate at full capacity of late in order to keep the large storage tank on the hill south of Gillette full. Keep in mind that this is 1935, and while the city of Gillette was waiting for rain to fill their pool, other parts of the country were being ravaged by the Dust Bowl. It was a scary time to be looking at a drought. Not that scary, though, for the people of Gillette, because it was less than a week later that they began filling the pool. On July 14, 1935, after 38 hours pumping in 120,000 gallons, the pool opened to the public, to the delight of hundreds of Gillette residents. Well, it says hundreds in the paper, but according to the 1930 census, there were only 1,340 people in Gillette, and 2,177 people in 1940, so hundreds, plural, would have been a significant portion of the town. Now, I didn't find many stats on what the first city pool was actually like. The article about it not being able to be filled gives us the 120,000 gallon capacity number, and that's the only hard size data I found. The Rockpile Museum found a couple of photos that had the pool in them for me, and from what it looks like, it was basically a concrete rectangle. The one photo, which was taken from a hill maybe a thousand feet away, and isn't really a picture of the pool so much as a panorama of the city of Gillette, shows four smallish structures around the pool, which I thought might be changing rooms or outhouses. It didn't really have a parking lot, and it was on a dirt road. It's hard to tell from the photo, but I don't think it had a fence, or at least it didn't seem to when the photo was taken in 1937. I do know that at its opening, it was open to the public for free from 11am to 8pm every day, and was staffed by a lifeguard and a swimming instructor. 
The July 17, 1935 news record tells me that the lifeguard and swim instructor were granted police authority while on duty, but there wasn't any explanation of what that actually entailed. Could you get a speeding ticket for running on the pool deck? Be charged with conspiracy to horseplay? Would they arrest you for peeing in the pool? Probably what happened is they could make citizens arrests, or they were like peace officers who can deal with misdemeanor crimes. Unfortunately, the easily searched arrest records only go back to 1968, so I wasn't able to find out if the lifeguard ever actually arrested anyone. That first city pool was replaced in 1961, so about 26 years later? Articles of the time, or at least the ones I found, don't mention why they built the second pool. Uh, however, there may have been some clues from the July 27, 1961 news record. Gillette now has the largest pool in Wyoming, which has been built to the sanitary and safety specifications of the Wyoming Health and Sanitation Department. So I think the sanitary and safety standards may have had something to do with it. The new pool was also bigger, holding 152,000 gallons in a sort of L shape, with a lap swimming style long section 75 feet long and 42 feet wide, and an attached diving area that was 30 by 30. At its shallowest, the pool was 3 feet deep, and 11 and a half feet at its deepest, which I assume was for the diving part. Ground was broken in March 1961, and the contract was awarded for construction in the amount of $59,800. When the pool opened August 1st, the project ultimately ended up costing $63,000. One interesting thing about the construction is that some of it, especially the dirt work, was donated. Here's what the news record said about the pool benefactors at the opening ceremony. Invitations are being extended to several concerns that help make the pool possible by donating work. These include John Lusher Construction of Buffalo, Forgey Brothers of Casper, and Wyodak Resource Development Corporation of Gillette, all of whom donated heavy equipment to move a considerable amount of dirt required by the city project. The pool opening on August 1st, 1961 was a perfect day, with cloudless skies, a crowd of local dignitaries and excited children, and beautiful orange-brown water. Apparently the pool had only been filled a couple days earlier, and there was still iron coloration in the water, which was expected to clear up in a further two or three days. The 1961 pool season was interesting, and short, as you can imagine, since outdoor pools quickly become less than ideal in September, and it opened in August. The pool was scheduled to be closed for last-minute touches on Tuesday, August 22nd, to allow for the installation of some last-minute elements that hadn't arrived in time for the opening, like the trim around the diving area. This didn't go very well. Here's the August 24th, 1961 news record. Dean Husted of Gillette, City Swimming Pool lifeguard, was hospitalized last Monday evening after he inhaled chlorine gas fumes. It is reported that he is in good condition and is doing as well as can be expected at the Campbell County Memorial Hospital. Husted was adjusting the chlorine level in the control room before draining the pool when a valve broke, shooting the gas into his face. It was reported that he remained in the room for some time as he tried to close off the valve. I feel like sometimes these old-timey articles leave me with nearly as many questions as they answer. Did he succeed in turning off the valve? Did he, like pass out and someone had to rescue him? According to the CDC website, chlorine gas exposure causes coughing, eye and nose irritation, lacrimation, and a burning sensation in the chest. Here, I stopped and looked it up. Lacrimation is just medical for crying. It goes on. Airway constriction and non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema may occur. 
I looked that up too, and it's basically not being able to breathe. Chlorine irritates the skin and can cause burning pain, inflammation, and blisters. So right off the bat, one of our lifeguards really went through it. And then a week and a half later, the pool closed for the season. The second city pool, despite its rocky beginning, lasted the longest out of our three city pools to date. But that's not to say it stayed static the whole time. 1982 saw seven new parks or additions to parks, and the Buckskin Wading Pool, right next to the city pool, was one of them. The 1,200 square foot wading pool was designed for smaller children and was funded by Triton Coal Company, a subsidiary of Shell Oil Company. The buckskin wading pool was also the origin of the whale water feature, which many people remember from the third city pool. In 1989, the city council had a condition survey report done on the pool, which found a number of problems and code violations. In November of 1992, council considered a list of options to deal with the aging, apparently code-violating pool. This was the list. See if it sounds familiar. One. Do nothing and nurse the existing facilities as necessary to maintain operations, which would cost between $20,000 and $30,000 a year. 2. Close the pool and mothball the facility. $50,000, but only once. 3. Improve the existing facility by various degrees for somewhere between $235,000 and $890,000. 4. Total reconstruction at the existing site for an estimated $1.1 million. And five, total reconstruction at another location, 1.1 million plus any additional land costs. All of that sounds basically the same as the options the council considered about our most recent pool. The more things change, right? According to the memo with these options, dated November 6th, 1992, the city pool was rated a high priority by the citizen survey. Staff recommended total reconstruction of the pool and thought that they would have enough space in the current location, but it would be a tight fit. The second pool was demolished in 1993, and in November of that year, the construction contract was awarded to Ladkey Construction for $1.379 million. Since that was higher than the original estimated costs, it says in the minutes that council requested that staff negotiate the cost of the pool down. It didn't work. Final costs of the project were $1.9 million, and there was one other small problem during construction. Remember how, in the recommendation, staff said that the current location would be a little tight for the new pool? It was a little too tight, and some of the pool was built on school district property. On April 17, 1995, the city traded for the section of school district land the pool was on, giving them a three-acre lot south of the Lakeway Mall. The Lakeway Mall later became the Lakeway Learning Center, so I think the lot the city gave them must be where the ropes course is now. Despite being built partly on land that the city did not own, the pool opened to the public on July 29, 1994, for a test run, with a full grand opening on August 13th. Here's the July 27, 1994 news record's description of the new pool. A zero-depth pool goes from one inch to five-foot depth. The shallow part has a giant cascading mushroom, poolside sprays to cool off swimmers, and the distinctive old whale from the old pool. A separate diving pool has a board and two short water slides, which promise a big splashdown. A wading pool just nine inches deep, with a sunken ship water slide and sprays for toddlers. A sand pit, complete with water, so kids can build sandcastles. 
It also has a fun phone where kids can talk through a tube, a large deck area and grass areas where people can lounge and sunbathe. If people want some shade, the pool has six large umbrellas and a concession stand and more parking space. That city pool lasted from 1994 until it was demolished in 2022. I talked to Clark Sanders, one of our city engineers, about why we needed a new pool and what it'll be like. So, I guess, can you tell me a little bit about why we needed a new pool? Well, the old pool was beginning to show its age. Soils underneath the pool were deteriorating. Pipes were breaking because the soils were shifting. And as they age, things just happened to the old pool. And so it was time to remove the old one and do a new one. All right. And the new pool, what features will it have? Can you give me, like, its stats and stuff? Sure. The new pool will be somewhat similar to the old pool. It'll have a zero-depth pool that will go from zero feet deep to two feet deep with a gated area, and then the lap pool will be from three to five feet deep, about 53 feet wide and 75 feet long. Okay. It'll have a number of water features in that zero-depth pool area for the young kids to play in, spray features and such. We'll replace the canopy that was there before for some shade. Oh, sure. We'll also have a slide. It's a single structure with two slides on it. Oh, yeah. You showed me the design a little bit. It's, yeah. There's like one sort of straight slide, but then there's another one that has all loops and stuff. Yeah, it has about three loops in it. And the runouts will be on the pool deck itself. Okay. And so it'll be connected to the pool with piping, obviously, but oh, it'll sure. be separate from the pool in that you can walk all the way around it on the pool deck. And also the the whale from the old pool. Actually, the whale from the last two pools. Yeah, the, the whale is a unique feature. Um, it used to be a water feature in the mm -hmm. older pools. The contractors found when they removed that, they're having a desire to reutilize it again because it's something that's been unique to this pool. However, they weren't able to construct it such or, or drill into it without it falling apart. And so it'll just be a stationary feature, okay. but it'll still be part of the pool and part of the, uh, the character of the area. Sure, kind of a, a statue, yes. uh, a mascot, mascot of the city so, pool. Yep. All right. So I know each of the previous city pools lasted about 30 years, 25 to 30 years. What is the lifespan of the new pool going to be like? The new pool will be much the same. Pools are projected to last 25 to 30 years. And so that's what this, this one will have also, is a 25 to 30 year lifespan. Well, and that's exactly what we've had in the past, every 25 to 30 years. Yeah. I think the longest one was 31. Uh, and, you know, we're going to get started on this next summer. How long is it going to take to build? When will it be ready to open? So the contractor actually is going to begin with some of the dirt work this fall at the end of this month. So they'll begin working on the grading in that area. And then the majority of the work will be done next summer. The pool tank will be done next summer and into the fall. Generally, it'll take them that entire time, clear up until May of 2025 to get it all taken care of. They will do some work in the buildings over the winters, but obviously you can't build a pool in the middle of the winter, and so they're going to work on the interior of the buildings. So it'll take the entire time, that whole summer time, to, to build it. Sure. And if it opens in May of 2025, that will be just in time for the 90th anniversary of us having a city pool there. That'll be something to celebrate for sure. Yeah, yeah we'll have to have a big uh, event. Uh, all right. Do you have anything else you want to share about, about the city pool, about the process or about what's going to go into it? I think the, the most critical thing is just having patience. We know that we want a pool here in the city and it's been a long, a long wait with the demolition process and the bidding process, but it'll get built. The city is committed to rebuilding it and making it happen, but it will come in 2025. All right, perfect. Well, thank you for coming and uh, talking to me today. You're welcome.
As the city council said at a recent meeting, the city pool is a Gillette institution. For the last 90 years, even back when Gillette had less than 2,000 people, we've considered a public swimming pool to be an important and necessary part of the community. But town or city, we just wouldn't be complete without free summer recreation options. It'll be a while yet before the new pool is completed in 2025, but I'm sure when it is, the citizens of Gillette will enjoy it for many years to come. Let's Talk Gillette is a production of Gillette Public Access Television and the City of Gillette. For more information on city operations, visit the city's website, gillettewy.gov, or follow the City of Gillette on Facebook or Instagram. Special thanks for this episode to everyone who helped me put it all together, in no particular order. Jonathan Gallardo from The News Record, whose article about the pool from last year gave me the starting point for my research. Staff from the Rockpile Museum, including Robert Henning, Penny Schroeder, and Justin Horn, for finding photographs and information for me. Staff from the library, who taught me to use the microfilm machine. Jill McCarty for helping me find all the documents from the construction of the third pool in the city archive. Alicia Allen for finding pool items in old city council meeting minutes for me. Lee Pratt for his assistance with aerial historical photos. Clark Sanders for talking to me about the new pool. And all the other city staff I pestered with weird pool-related questions. 